0: This episode was made possible with generous support from Cobble Streets and the Colorado Association of Family and Children's Agencies. Learn more at JusticeSpecial.com.
1: Welcome to Justice Special, a place to learn about foster care from diverse perspectives. So, hi. I'm Emmy Tither and I'm a fellow at Justice Special with the Urban Leaders Fellowship. I'm proud to bring you this Justice Special mini-series called This Foster Care Life. This is a space for me and you, us together, to learn about the foster care system through the voices and stories of members of the foster care community. Today's episode is Cultural Ties. And think about that. I'm sure each of us has had an experience where we realize that the way our family does certain things, may not be the way another family does things. And, sometimes, there are different ways of doing things even within one family. That can be jarring, even as an adult, let alone as a child. I connect with this topic personally. My family's cultural background is mixed. Half Peruvian, half British. And while growing up, I had a hard time reconciling these two cultures within my family and within myself like constantly checking that I was acting in the correct way, the way that I was expected to act in that particular culture. So, for example, saying hello. Amongst my Peruvian family, a kiss on the cheek is the way to go. But amongst my British family, well, it's best to be a bit more reserved. And I remember feeling so annoyed as a kid that I had to remember how to greet each part of my family. Like, can't we just agree? on how we're gonna say hello? Or what if I don't wanna receive a kiss on the cheek? Can I say no without being rude? Can't we just agree on one set of rules so I can be sure to get it right every time? I mean, geez. Don't even get me started on how American greetings were supposed to go because I I never really figured that out. And look, now as a hopefully more mature adult, I understand and celebrate these differences. Growing up in the middle of several cultures made me who I am and has given me so, so much. For me, the end result was worth a bit of annoyance and embarrassment as a child. And because of that, culture and family are completely intertwined for me. And that's why I was drawn to the stories in this episode. For foster families, melding the cultures of each member can, at points, be tough. For kids in care, for foster parents, for other family members, how can these differences in culture be navigated? There isn't one answer to that question, there are several. So first, let's hear from Bruce LeClaire. He is a member of the Rosebud Sioux Tribe and has more than 20 years of experience advocating for Native youth. Most of these years he spent working in the foster care system, and he talked with us about the importance of respecting a kid in care's culture.
2: We did have a foster parent who actually went to the reservation where the, the child, one of the children were, was from and saw the living conditions. And a lot of time, uh, reservation life is referred to as kind of third world like uh, no running water, dirt floors, living in a hogan, what have you. Those kind of standards, uh, a lot of alcohol abuse, a lot of uh, violence, maybe some gang activity depending on the community. Meth is now a big deal. So because the community is so sparse and small, in population size, these kind of things just seem seem to be more evident. The foster parent came back and said he wanted to adopt this child because I can provide a better life for him. And I I said, well, um, what do you mean better? Better. And so he brought up, well, you know, have you been down there? You know, and he started um, talking about all these things in his eyes that were negative there. There's there's no jobs there. There's nothing to do. Like, there's no movie theaters, you know. So all these kinds of commercial type of activities is what he felt and luxuries were uh, meant better. And my response to him as well. Um, do you think grandma would agree with you? This this child's grandma would agree with you that it's better for them to live w- with a non-native person off the reservation versus living here on the reservation where they have the language spoken, where they can uh, make sure that they are not exposed to the taboos, where they can do the... Um, coming-of-age ceremonies and have the benefit of the extended families, the food, you know, all these things, because those are not provided out here off the reservation. You don't have the opportunity. You lose that connection, and in doing that, you, you start weakening the cultural identity, and that cultural identity is um, very important because it will provide you... Um, with like a guiding star, I guess, on on how to navigate through life and the things that you come across in your life.
1: As Bruce shared, culture can be a huge strength and even impact the trajectory of a person's entire life. But sometimes, for various reasons, families don't jump on board when a new foster parent begins their journey. Foster mom, Brittany, shared with us regarding one of the difficulties she and her partner, Ali, Phase when the multi-ethnic family began fostering.
0: We soon realized how important it is to have that village around you, that you can't just do it on your own, that foster care can be so isolating at times. Um, And so of course we reached out to our families because we wanted them to feel a part of this process with us. Um, I really wanted my dad who lives in Texas to meet our kids he had a really, really hard time with it at first. And I remember really talking to him and, and trying to explain, you know, well, like, why? Like, don't you feel like these kids, whom we're raising, need family too? Like, they have had people walk out on them and neglect them, and they need to feel loved. And I remember his response. He was like, Brittany, you know, I don't disagree with you, they do, but. I can't sit here and give my heart over to kids that um, are temporary. Like that's that's just too hard. And I remember thinking, "Oh my goodness, that's so hard to hear." Because he would be a really great grandpa, and my kids are missing out more. He's missing out on these incredible lives that he could be a part of, whether it's temporary, whether it's permanent. So that was really hard for me. And I remember. Ollie and I constantly reminding each other like this is something that we signed up for and we even had some of these misconceptions ourselves at the very beginning before we really knew um too much and so like how can we fault others for having the same in our family it's you know it's got to be what's best for kids
1: as Brittany says it's got to be what's best for kids and sometimes understanding what is best for kids can be difficult to gauge especially as a foster parent because of this and because of so many other reasons hearing the stories and experiences of former kids in care is important let's hear from a former kid in care and current social worker Kanisha b Anthony. Kanisha speaks about the importance of balancing a kid in cares culture with their foster family's culture this person is in your home Invite this person into that space to experience those traditions with you and your family. Um, It's nothing like introducing someone to something new. It's not that you have to become fully accustomed to their lifestyle, right? But you're introducing them to your lifestyle. Like This is still your home and your household. So say the the mother and the father have supervised visitation and they can't be around the child alone. What can you do in that? capacity to still keep that child connected to their family and still experiencing your family since they since they're in your home and opening the door for that parent for those parents to still be connected to their child. I connected with a phrase Kanisha used there, um, invite this person to experience these traditions with you and your family. Yeah. I mean, celebrations bring people together and can often be sources of joy and connection. Regardless of the cultural or religious background of the celebration, that feeling of, yes, fun times, is pretty universal. And with that can come a sense of belonging in a community and in a family. As a perfect example of this, let's hear from Brittany again. She shared about introducing the child she cares for to an aspect of her own culture and religion. An iftar meal during the holy month of Ramadan.
0: Um, our friends invited us and they're like, yeah, bring your whole family. We wanna meet the kids, it'll be great. And it was so beautiful. Like when we walked in, the moment we walked in, I remember kind of holding my breath like, okay, this is it, like everyone's gonna meet our, our two little ones for the first time and I hope everything goes well. At the time, little Jay was like attached to us. I mean, she was four years old at the time and was really nervous and apprehensive when it came to meeting brand new people. You know, she had just been placed with us, goodness, um, maybe three months earlier. So going to not just a small event with a couple, you know, ladies or some of my friends, this was like a big event with like 75 to hundred people. Um, I was really, really just t- trying to tune into her and make sure she felt comfortable. You know, we had talked to her beforehand about like, we're going to go and there's going to be a lot of people. But the second we got there, she just relaxed so much. I remember little kids were running up and, you know, around us and they were pulling our hand, let's play, let's play, let's play. It just was such a beautiful thing um, to have our community embrace our kids so openly. It's just a good feeling when others are, are so accepting.
1: Connection within a family, within a community is so important for children and adults too. Finally, let's hear from Bruce again who speaks to foster parents directly about the importance of community.
2: I'm so grateful that there um, continue to be foster parents and people willing to open their homes for, for children, regardless of their ethnicity, provider or children, um, to, to, because that's one of the things that I truly believe in is that our kids are gifts from our Creator. And they don't belong to, to me. They belong to us as a community. And so collectively, we as adults have a shared responsibility to protect them and to guide them and to support them as they develop into to, to being adults themselves. So that really, that sense of community, I'm, I'm really grateful that there are, are people out there um, that are dedicated to to that purpose of doing what we can. Uh, we can't do it all by ourselves, and so knowing that there's uh, not just uh, me out there, there's you and there's a lot of these uh, foster parents out there, it gives me hope that we're going to be able to meet the needs of those kids that really truly deserve to have a safe home, that they're going to be um, protected as much as they can and provided for.
1: Yeah, we, we can do it all by ourselves. And thank you to Kenesha, Bruce, and Brittany for sharing their stories. Okay, so whoever you are or wherever you are in your foster care journey, which aspect of the previous pieces spoke to you and why? Since you're currently hearing my voice, I'll I'll, I'll go first. What's that saying, it takes a village to raise a child? Maybe we can adapt that to it takes a community to raise us because we're all growing and learning no matter how old we are. And that is what's at the core of today's stories. Cultural differences can be challenging to navigate, whether you're part of a foster family or not. But regardless of differences in culture, familial or otherwise, having a community around to support and help educate us makes all the difference. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with someone you are thankful for in your own community. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Find us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Special. Want to learn more? Check out our resource database at justicespecial.com forward slash resources. That's justicespecial.com forward slash resources. Thank you for listening.